This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. You'll have noticed our supermarket shelves have been looking a little sparse lately. What's going on? Asda and Morrisons are among supermarkets who've already announced their rationing salad items like tomatoes, peppers and cucumbers, all linked to bad weather hitting crops in warmer climes. But even domestic broccoli and cauliflower supplies are also being hit. So are we headed for ration books and queuing for an iceberg lettuce? Experts say now's the time to look at a radical shift in our expectations of food supply. Eating more seasonal Great British fruit and veg from your local grocer or market and ditching those carbon footprint heavy strawberries in midwinter flown in from thousands of miles away but what's caused all this and how much is brexit to blame and never mind dig for victory what about guerrilla gardening on a new wave of community free to eat allotments later we'll speak to a food expert on a more sustainable and hopefully cheaper eating future but first for the latest on our fruit and veg crisis we're joined by evening standard business reporter simon hunt Simon, what is going on with these bare shelves? There have been lots of people sharing on social media their arrival at the supermarket only to discover that basic items of fruit and veg just aren't available. That has led to some supermarkets, uh, the first out of the gate was Asda, deciding to put limits on the number of fruit and veg that you can buy. Asda have sent me a list of the ones of the fruit and veg that there are limits on. Those are tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, lettuce, bagged salad, broccoli, cauliflower and raspberries. So if you go into an Asda now, you can only buy a maximum of three of any of these. And this is a, a result of shortages that have been quite widespread across supermarkets across the UK now. There are sort of t- several factors uh, all happening at once, uh, one of which is there's been a cold snap in parts of southern Europe from which we in the UK source a lot of our fruit and veg, particularly over the winter months. There's also been bad weather in Morocco from which we also um, source fruit and veg, which led to cancelled ferries. And of course, soaring energy prices has meant the cost of growing these fruit and veg during the winter months in the UK and parts of Northern Europe has become far too expensive for some producers and they've cut their production as a result. 
And what about the National Farmers Union, the NFU? The NFU are protesting against the sort of exorbitant costs that farmers have faced. They say that agricultural costs have risen by about 50% over the last four years. That means that for some producers, it's just too expensive to grow certain fruit and veg. They say that the, the supermarkets wield huge bargaining power when it comes to setting price, and the prices that are set are just not sustainable for a number of producers. And could you expand a bit more on what role energy costs are playing? familiar by now with the sort of huge rise in, in energy prices. But I mean, for farmers in particular in northern Europe, uh, the only way they can grow a number of um, fruit and, and veg and certain veg over the winter months is by having uh, heating greenhouses. The, the cost of heating these greenhouses is so high now that, that a number of them have decided to cut production as a result. Is there a Brexit link in all of this? The short answer is there is and there isn't. There is a, a Brexit link insofar as obviously supply chains for importing products to the UK are more challenging than they were before Brexit. And there's also a, a labour issue in that a number of farmers have complained of, of labour shortages, the inability to get enough staff to grow and, and pick the crops that they are growing. But much of this isn't a Brexit issue insofar as it's a weather issue. How's food inflation looking right now and what's the impact if you're a vegan relying on fruit and veg? Food inflation is among the highest of all the types of inflation that Brits face at the moment. If you sort of break out food inflation into the various different categories... In general, fruit and veg is at the lower end. So in that respect, fruit and veg prices are, are, are quite low relative to other things. But if you're looking at vegan products, that is products that are processed, that are made of fruit and veg, they have gone up a lot more than that. That They are you know, up as much as 20 or 30% or in some cases 40%. There are a combination of factors there. One element is obviously the energy costs in that processing food now costs a lot more than it did just to sort of run the factories and the machinery and so on. And there's probably also an element of... Um, some supermarkets deciding to price vegan products in line with the increases they've seen of other non-vegan products. So, you know, if the price of milk goes up 30%, they put uh, vegan alternatives to milk up 30% as well to match that. Time for the ads now. But before that, the Evening Standards launched its third stories competition for writers. Here's our head of audio, David Marsland, who is one of the judges with details on how to enter. Small stories. Hello. Epic stories. Bit close, Mac. Sorry. Your stories. All I saw was the dandruff. Huge flakes all over his jacket. Imagined his wife brushing him down like a horse before he left for the hospital. When I was young, I prayed for the same thing. First in Punjabi, then in English, in case one language carried more weight than the other. We want them all. Enter the Evening Standard Stories Competition, part of our upcoming Stories Festival, for a chance to win prizes, including a masterclass with best-selling author and head judge of the competition, Lottie Jeffs, a year's mentoring with London and LA-based production and management company, 42, and publication on standard.co.uk. This year's theme is belonging, and you can do anything you want with it. It can be written by anyone over the age of 18 in the UK and be told any way you choose. Short stories, movies, TikTok videos, audio dramas. Tell your tale the way you think audiences will enjoy it best. Entries can be written up to 1,000 words or recorded as a video or audio up to two minutes. Pop over to stories.standard.co.uk forward slash competition to find out how to enter for free. You'll find terms and conditions there too. That's stories.standard.co.uk forward slash competition. Entries by Cannonball are not accepted. Sorry. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Now we're joined by Lucy Antal, lead for Food Justice at Environmental Campaign Group, Feedback Global. Lucy, it seems to be a different supply chain story at local independent greengrocers and markets. Why? Well, they seem to be able to get hold of the produce and it's certainly available in the wholesale markets as well. I think the issue that we've got with the supermarkets is that they work on quite long-term contracts. They build in specific requests for when they want things and how they want things. And because we don't have the investment in British farming that we used to, a lot of those contracts go out into Europe and further afield. And when you have maybe an adverse weather situation, so it's been a bit colder in Spain and Morocco than normally, that means that there might be not exactly a shortage, but certainly less to go around than previously. We don't pay very good prices as British supermarkets for that produce, whereas Europe does. So for a Moroccan tomato grower, if he gets a better price in Europe than he's going to get in Britain, and he could just drop it into a European hub rather than having to track it all the way over to us through two sets of customs. You begin to see why maybe there might be a bit of a, an issue there to supply the supermarkets. What's your view on rethinking what to eat and when? I've been giving the example of the Isle of Wight where they grow tomatoes uh, and they grow them basically from April through to the end of October because that's when the sunshine is at its highest. That's when the tomatoes can ripen naturally, etc. But they only operate between those particular parameters. So their tomatoes aren't cheap, but they are really tasty and really good. And I think there's an element where you could say, oh, you're just being a, you know, a tree hugger and saying you need to eat seasonally. And that means all we're going to eat is, is kale and swede in the middle of winter. I don't think we need to go quite that far, but I do think it would really be intelligent of us to look at seasonal produce because prices do come down when there's more availability of it. So if you're buying strawberries in January, they're quite pricey. They don't actually taste that good. But if you jump to July, June, July, when they're in season, they're pretty reasonable. You know, you could get a punnet for a pound and they taste nice. So I think we need to sort of rethink those things. But we have been conditioned by the supermarkets to expect 
everything always there. What's being done to reclaim land to grow more edible produce here in the UK? A lot of land is kind of wasted at the moment. So in terms of farms, you've got lots and lots of really good farmland that just gets used to grow sugar beet, which is kind of a bit wasteful. And also given the fact that everybody wants to see sugar consumption come down, seems a bit mad. But we've also got within cities, there's lots and lots of empty space that is land banks because people are sort of sitting on it to in the future build houses or whatever it might be. One of the things we'd like to see is is whether or not it's possible to reinvigorate by creating community allotments, enabling people to work on a space of ground that's near where they live, but where they can put into it as much as they get out of it. So sort of following the incredible edible model where, you know, it's guerrilla gardening, you're planting food and it's anyone's to take and use. What can be done in cities to create a more sustainable food supply with these often tough growing? conditions we do very well on greens and kales but i appreciate that's not for everybody but if you can use as you said sometimes the soil is contaminated so use of uh raised beds is a way of doing it if you could grow potatoes in a bucket you could do that you could do that even if all you've got is a tiny balcony you can grow potatoes in a bucket and i know it all sounds a bit bucolic and good lifey but i think every effort that all of us can make towards growing food in some way shape or form even if it's only you know a bit of mustard and cress on your windowsill that's something and it's something to enjoy and it's something to take pleasure from and then something to add into your own butty there's more on this story in the evening standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk that's the leader we're back on thursday at 4 p.m Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.